Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Wednesday evening, February the 26th, 2020. One episode we have been waiting to do for quite some time. Uh, we paid off our house this morning. So obviously my wife, uh, Heather, is here with us. So Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And uh, cheers to you uh, for putting cheers. up with me the last... Got some good whiskey and good wine. <laughs> the last uh, 14 months here. Uh, we and deserve it. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's been a journey. We'll share uh, kind of the full details with you guys here. Uh, but quick shout out to our girl over at the bank, Cinnamon Brickner, for uh, helping us kind of uh, round out the last leg here uh, of getting rid of our you know only debt we had and uh, getting our house paid off. So Yeah, she was a personal banker at Wells Fargo, and she was awesome and really helped us with all the questions, and she... Was super proud of us. I feel like because she was she was younger, probably in her thirties, and younger than us for sure. Maybe younger, yeah. Uh, but she like appreciated what we did, and our biggest cheerleader this morning. She said we made her day, which was really cool. <laughs> and she made ours, so it all works out. Uh, before I, I get super deep into this, I want to make it clear: like this is a an episode in a podcast where it's not, hey, look at what we did, look right. how awesome we are. It's more an episode about how you can make a choice and you can become financially independent, you can become debt-free, you can cut out unnecessary money stress you're living with, and if you have some you know, big, insane, crazy goals you want to achieve in life, whether it's finances or otherwise, if you're willing to work your ass off, you can get there, and I hope that is the takeaway. And I need to say this, you know, congrats to you, Heather, for, you know, obviously, having done this with me and agreed to do something with me that uh, very few humans I know uh, would for sure, because it could not have been easy hanging out with me the last uh, 14 months or so. Uh, and I would, yeah. not, I, would, I would not be able to do it without you and your help, your effort, the sacrifice, and just being able to see uh, a bigger picture of life of what's possible and delaying gratification for even if it would be a short time, even though for some people, you know, over a year or so uh, is not that short. So I sincerely thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> and so it we, wasn't easy, but we'll get into the whole yes. story of it, the process. <laughs> and uh, we made the choice about 14 months ago uh, on just kind of going all in and, and becoming debt free and getting rid of uh, our biggest debt and our only debt, really, which is uh, our home. And so obviously today we you know paid off the remaining balance just under $184,000, which is still super crazy to think us sitting here today, especially uh, from when we met about, what, 10, 11 years ago now? 11, yeah, probably 11 and a half. We're getting old, for sure. <laughs> uh, and we've been in this home just under seven years. And so we got super crazy, you know, 14-ish months ago, and, and obviously here we sit. But we had a, just a brief conversation one day and just kind of mapped it out of like if it would be possible and what we could think, you know, we could do in, in what amount of time. But the seed for me personally was, was planted, you know, many, many years ago when I saw my old man was able to pay off his house on a, a single income. And I'll never forget, like I walked downstairs and he shows me like the amortization schedule of your house, which is like all the payments you've ever made. And then he showed me the check he made for his final payment. And I was blown away because at the time I'm like, I don't see how it ever be possible for me to, you know, have enough money to make a down payment on a home, you know, let alone own one. And if you know my old man, think like Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino. Good uh, description. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't uh, show a lot of emotion and get uh, 
super excited. So I guess, you know, for me, that was kind of like a defining memory that planted the seed to keep this train going, especially on the days where I was tired uh, and I didn't want to do it like anything in life. Like if you're trying to change your physical body, um, if you're trying to get a you know a certain degree, education, there's, there's days where you're going to want to quit. Um, and I certainly had those along the way. But overall, I guess that's the, the emotional trigger that, that carried it, you know, for me the last 14 months or so. And I mean, I've I've never worked so hard in my entire life uh, as I have the last, you know, probably year and a half. And I'm a grinder by nature. You guys obviously see my stuff, what uh, I do. Yeah, you're like a freak. Um, I'm like, I thought I had a hard work ethic, but you're like on this whole different level. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes at, at to a fault, like a point of stupidity uh, yeah. uh, to where you have to... I have s- to tell you to stop. Yeah. And so if you're like me, you need somebody like a Heather, obviously, <laughs> in your life. But... uh some sort of balance. Yeah. And I don't know where that is for you guys. You, you'll draw it where you draw it. But And I'm a grinder by nature in how I run my business. But I basically dedicated every ounce of my being the last you know year and a half to doing this. And I always say like my old man is probably the hardest you know working dude I know. So I guess you could say it's like, you know, whether it's nature and nurture, whatever, DNA wise, work ethic, it's, it's kind of ingrained in me. Even my mom, you know, t- to that point, you know, solo mom, my parents were divorced, worked her ass off. I watched my, my grandpa do the same thing. My grandma did the same thing. My entire family, all I ever saw was these blue collar people work super hard to like survive and just provide. So I guess that would be, you know, the foundation for like me. Inspiration. Yeah. And my wife is, you know, not a slouch. She works her ass off too. And when you get two very kind of type A stubborn humans together, uh, <laughs> you can do some crazy stuff. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. It's like, yeah, it works in your favor, but also against you at the same time. <laughs> and for, so for you guys who are newer and haven't heard us together a ton, background stuff, her and I. When I when I met Heather, I had no job. Um, I had no money. I had well, you make, just quit your yes. job. So I was at a bar. I bought her a Bud Light. I barely had five bucks to do it. I was like, shit, I need to get a job if I'm going to really take girls out and do normal people stuff. I actually had a negative net worth. I had 2500 bucks in the bank, but I had about $4,000 to care credit for LASIK eye surgery. So my net worth was about a negative 1500 bucks with no job when I met you. And then obviously, you were not much better. No, I had just moved to Arizona after college, and I had student loans. I had a car payment. Um, I had just started working my job after college and which was the you know entry level management um, salary which doesn't get you that far and um, had no idea of like the real world and what it cost and like finances and had some credit card debt um, just trying to you know like I didn't Nordstrom card yeah Nordstrom card you know just trying to like Get the cutest trends and um, if you had the money, be you're stylish. Not. You um, so yeah, it was uh, a time in our life where we could have gone one direction, but we ended up working together. And over the past what eleven years, we've really shared our goals and worked towards them. And it's not easy, but we'll dive into that. And um, it's. It's really surreal. Like, I don't even believe that we just did, did it today. Did our final payment today. It's really crazy. <laughs> and so the reason I share some of the origin story with you all is so you understand a decade ago, we were 
normal or, or worse off than probably almost everybody listening to this with no money and no resources and having the same consumer debt. Our families cut us. I like we didn't have families families giving us money after no. college, which they shouldn't. Like I'm sorry, like they should just like let you be free and figure it out on your own in my opinion. And I think it will benefit you in the long run and I feel like it really did benefit me um, figuring it out on my own instead of being handed everything in life. If somebody wants to hand me some money today, I mean, uh, I'd take it. <laughs> but... Uh, but no, in, in seriousness, like, and you say it like, even your voice changes when you say it because you say it with like this, you're kind of almost like angry about it. And I, and I do the same thing, but you appreciate it when it's yours so much more. When you don't have a choice, like when you come from where a lot of you listening probably come from not a lot of money and a lot of resources and you have to work for everything that you've got, you do appreciate it to a level that other people don't who are just handed it. I think and you're just agree. like more proud of yourself. I think like I'm just more of our relationship, but also individually, I'm just really proud of myself for um, just figuring it out on my own and, and doing something for myself instead of like having it come easy and having the help, which nothing's wrong with that. If it just wasn't And you can still be a really hard worker and sure. do a lot with your life. I'm just saying when you do it all on your own, I think there's a whole different sense of um, fulfill like fulfillment that people um, don't get. Don't get if you're the other way. So, so yeah, obviously, you know, we did this. Uh, nobody helped us, and they shouldn't. We're, we're two grown adults who, uh, who live on our own. So no gifts, no inheritance, no nothing. Uh, we just... You know, became super diligent, uh, budgeted super hard. For me, I worked, I would say, 100 hours a week would be uh, conservative some weeks. Uh, every day I was here, I, I was there. Uh, I, there's not a day I didn't work at least 10 hours. And that's not exaggerating. That's just the truth. And there's some days where I was like, I would question my own sanity. Uh, like, and he would worry me because I'm like, this guy's crazy. And when he gets like laser focused on a goal, it's like, that's all he cares about. And... And oddly enough, I need to say this because we just watched The Pharmacist on Netflix. <laughs> and to see somebody else do it, um, I think that dude is crazier than me. Uh, but I watched it. And I'm like, yeah, you can see the parallels. Like when you get this OCD, like when you have this fixation in your brain, and you can't let it go. That's basically what I've had the last year and a half. And obviously, Heather, you know, working at her corporate job a ton and helping me in our business, basically being our best kind of free employee. Well, and I had like, I got a promotion two years ago. I think that kind of at that point it sparked the conversation like okay now what like can, are we can gonna we do this? what's what? our next goal and that's how we kind of came to terms with okay let's like pay off our debt and like own this house outright um because we can and um we want that freedom so and the, the way I look at it was, and again, there's no right or wrong for anybody. If you're happy doing what you're doing, I'm not, this is not a judgment thing. Like we don't have an opinion on what anybody else does. This is just what works for us. I need to say that. And I looked at it from like responsibility standpoint. Like if I was to like get sick or drop dead or something happened, would she be left with like a paid off house, money in the bank, retirement accounts and normal stuff? I felt it was the responsible thing to do at this stage because I could do it. Who knows what can happen five years from now? But if we can make the money today and do it today and we don't have a bunch of other you know, obligations, let's just get rid of it and see what happens. And that's kind of how we came about it. Right. Um, so how do we do it is, is the question people ask, I guess. So the first thing, set a budget. 
Do you want to talk about budgeting or no? <laughs> uh, you can start and then I'll chime in. <laughs> um, basically, it, it's like anything in life. Like we talk about tracking macros and we track everything in our life that's important to us. Obviously, you guys are trading your lifetime for money. That's just how it works. You go to your job, if they pay you 70 grand a year, you're trading your lifetime for $70,000. Yet very few people set a budget and give their money a, a dictation of where to go. And so what we would do is we look every month of what you know our fixed expenses are, the things that are never gonna move. And then things that maybe you know we wanted now or in the future we could delay. And so we would communicate. Um, and obviously the key for us was spending less than we would make. So obviously for us, we lived on not a lot uh, the last year and a half. We, we didn't go to the normal dinners we go to. We didn't go to the normal social events. We didn't take the normal trips. We you know, sacrificed for you know, 14 months or so to be able to do this, but over communicated on everything. If she went and spent $12, we talked about it, which for some people seems like, oh, Jeremy, that's super crazy, but that's what was required. That's what it takes, to be honest. And I, it was so hard for me, honestly, like, because, and as a female too, there, like, you just have to buy more. You have to buy more <laughs> clothes. You have to buy more hair products, makeup, oh, everything. True. Shampoo. Everything. Skin products. And it's like to educate the man about that stuff. Haircuts, lashes. I mean, I would sell him. <laughs> I would tell him. I would give him the research. I'm like, this is why we have to buy this stuff, by the way. I just don't understand it still, but man, I get it. Men and women are different. And it caused, you know, we've had multiple arguments about things, but I will say you learn a lot about your relationship and you push each other and you overcome these challenges and you have a clear idea and goal and um, it brings you together and also it to have those really hard conversations of like what do we want our life to look like I think that was like the big eye-opener for me and to really dig deep and figure out what's important to me and what do I really value because I would get sucked into the whole American culture of Jeremy we have to buy a new house like I want to live in this neighborhood oh I want this car Oh, you know, there was a lot of that and it and it took me years of like maturing and also going through different challenges and understanding like I don't really want a lot of stress in my life. Like now that I'm 34, I'm like, nope, I'd rather just like take a step back and have like options and um, just enjoy life and not have it be It's and don't get me wrong. I still love. HGTV and chipping, I love chipping, shopping chipping at Joanne. shopping at Nordstrom and and I will continue to do that, but it's also like again delayed gratification and hey if we can do this now like in the future you know we'll have options and I just and it will be worth it and we'll have saved and worked hard and we've earned it instead of just like being impatient and trying to think like you need it now when it's just gonna work against you in my opinion so and when you and again we're not against stuff we like all the same stuff you do i just want it to be like a blessing in my life when i buy things not a burden yes i don't want to feel like when i go buy a new vehicle at some point or if we do something to our house i'm worried i wake up at two o'clock you know thinking the, about and it like oh my god can i make the payment or if something goes wrong i want to eliminate that stress when we talk about you know careers and jobs and being successful oftentimes we equate it to like status and stuff i equate it to happiness and free time 
and the least amount of stress. And that's, I know who she is and I see when she's her happiest and it doesn't matter what her backsplash is or countertops, regardless of, of what she ever thought. It's like when she's in nature, when she's paddleboarding, when she's hiking, when she's just hanging out with her dog, like that's it. And it's like when you can make more right. of those moments in your life by not having as much debt drowning you out, I think you have a healthier, happier life. And selfishly, um, she's more fun to be around for yeah, me, so that's why we do it. But I do have an appreciation for interior design. and But oh, no. again, it's knowing like, okay, like we bought this house seven years ago. It was renovated, and it's, thank goodness they did a really good renovation. But, cause, but the, still, like right now, I'm like, oh, I could redecorate the whole house right now, but... Like I said, is it worth it? No, not right now. Like later on. And does that ever end? No, it never ends. And I'm like, but what's more important to me is for us to be able to take an amazing trip or go see our family or friends and um, just be able to live it up and just do things on a whim, spontaneous and not have to be like, I can take one trip per year. Like to me, that would be painful. Um, That's just my personality, but... Yes, and that's it, it's understanding yourself and understanding like what makes you happy and like what's important to you and um, your relationship and yeah, it, it took time though. I think this whole process it really made me realize that even more. And so for us, it's over communicating, not just setting a budget every month, but talking every week and every day, honestly. Almost, yeah, every day. Text, um, email, hey, Jeremy, I need this. Or I'd be like, hey, we have to buy this. Or And again, th- this didn't go perfect uh, by no. any means, for sure. Now, it went faster than we thought because I got super obsessed with it. And, and 14 things went right where some money showed up that, you know, certain things in this entrepreneurial life sometimes cool things do happen but you know our washer and dryer took a dump you know uh car repairs we did some stuff to our house and our roof and some siding like different things that just pop up along the way and i think that's part of life like there's always going to be those things that get in the way but if you're communicating and forecasting and you know you have an emergency fund and you have money set aside it does make things a little bit easier right and like for the females out there what was helpful for me because i I hate Excel spreadsheets, even though I have to deal with them all the time for my job. But I didn't want to like live by one. You every did. Month. You didn't. Yeah. Um, for me, it was better. But it worked better. I would map out. Okay, here's this next month. Like I need. I have this hair appointment. I have this outfit I want to buy. I have this event or you baby know, shower, birthday party, like. Whatever friends are visiting and we're going to be going out to eat things like that and i'd give him estimates like a month in advance and i'd email it and i'd be like okay approximate date or week of the month here's approximately how much i would spend and that worked really well just to give him a heads up um because i will give you props for being the one that really managed the budget and i would just assist <laughs> but it's it's super helpful when you're both on the same page it's not like i'm playing for the lakers right. and she's playing for the bulls like it's a team effort and even like grocery shopping i would like write out a list here's an estimate i'm going to spend like 100 bucks or 50 dollars today is here's what i need and i will say it, it when you use cash it um really makes you kind of double it's painful it's painful and you kind of double check okay what's 
what do I really want or what do I really need? Honestly, I avoided Target for the 14. I think in 14 months I was there twice because I know every time I'm at Target, I would throw things. Oh yeah. Oh, I want that candle. Oh, that swimsuit is cute. And I'd throw it in, throw it in and be always over a hundred dollars. I swear it's like their marketing strategy, but I like, I had to avoid it. Cause I'm like, it's too easy for me. Like I can't stick to a budget at Target. I just can't. And you know, um, if you show up with a hundred bucks cash, and I avoided, and there's a hundred fifty bucks in the cart, you know, you got to be that person who's I, taking stuff out, which is terrible. Right. And I avoided Nordstrom a lot, which was very painful. Um, but I knew, like, if I could cut back on shopping, and if I could spread out my hair appointments, my uh, brow appointments, lash appointments, I would, you know, instead of going every three months, I would go four or five months or things like that. Like that would help us out, and we'd be able to tackle this goal in a quicker amount of time than um, if, if we just lived our normal right lifestyle and that's again that's the delayed gratification the sacrifices you guys make up of maybe not going to as many drinks or as many dinners out and just making smart choices and and again i will say that using cash when you do it it activates the pain center in your brain because you're giving something away it's not like you just swipe this card you get the stuff and get the card back you actually hand the money and you do think twice about it and that's why i think people finance so many things because it's painful to go hand someone five thousand bucks for something it's not fun when you swipe a card. You don't There's feel. There's more emotion tied to it, and you, you definitely it makes you check yourself. But I will say, like we cooked from home a lot. We didn't go. It's so hard. We literally could ride our bikes or to the best places. walk to some of the best restaurants in Scottsdale, and like it's really hard sometimes um, where we live to because it's so easy for us on a weeknight to go somewhere and. And we just got, we ate the same thing, I feel like, a lot for dinner. <laughs> but I mean, you think about it like that, because we go through like receipts for taxes at the end of the year, like that saved thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of us just not doing that. And, and again, I don't think we go out to eat nowhere near what the average person does. So if you're listening to me and that's something you guys can at least cut in half, you'd be surprised you could probably crush your credit card debt mm -hmm. or a student loan or a car payment, you could get rid of it just by doing that for 12 to 24 months, which in all reality is not that long. And like we didn't take an international trip last year, which was painful for me. Um, but we went on amazing Hawaiian, we went to the Big Island and I got hooked up with my job and I'm so grateful for that. But and airline miles for yeah, the trip. And so, so it's like, you we can do didn't, it on the cheap. We still traveled to our home states, Minnesota, Washington, to see our family. We did our own little trips throughout Southern California. Like we didn't cut back on um, experiences just, other than just like a big international trip, which- And just cheaper experiences. We didn't go to like, you, we're not going to Javier's. Like we'll go to somewhere else for a normal dinner. You know what I mean? Like we, we do the same trips and they're well, fun. Malibu Farms. Malibu Farms is way too expensive for what it is. We should have went to Javier's. <laughs> but like, you know, we go like Bear Fish Market or something. Like it's not as expensive yeah. as like a normal place. Like, so we would cut the corners where we could. With or I, you know, I, I would already be in Newport Beach for work and then I'd be like, hey, Jeremy, fly out um, because, you know, obviously my trip's paid for. I'm like, just we can extend over the weekend and that way we can also spend time together and celebrate and have a fun weekend but not have to pay for two of us to experience it. So. Which, so it, it, we, the way our life is set up, it we're able to kind of still do some of the fun stuff and because we live here. I'll say this. The one thing that has helped 
me do a lot of things and us. I'm still driving my 2008 Honda Accord. I just told my, I had a lash appointment today and I was like telling her because she asked what I did today. So I told her, paid off the house and then I had a meeting at the Phoenician and anyways, I was like, but my husband drives a Honda, old Honda Accord and that is one of the reasons why we were able to pay off the house. 2008, 143,000 miles and almost nobody who makes money, you know, would be caught dead in that thing. But I love it. Like, that's one of the things that I love about you is, like, you don't care what people think. And, no. gosh, the guys, I'm sorry, not trying to hate, but the guys that I see on Scottsdale Road with their flashy cars and they'll pull up and they rev their engines and then they, like, try to be, like, you know, a drag racer or whatever. And I'm just, I'm so embarrassed for them. I'm like, why do you think that's so cool? And I have appreciation for cars. Like, for sure. I do like really You like nice cars, cars more than I do, yeah, for sure. And I, you know, maybe it's my dad and my grandpa always like cars, so, like, I, I love a, a nice car. But it's when you're trying to show it off, I'm like, oh, it just, it's like so, it reveals a lot of insecurities and lack of confidence, in my opinion. Well, I'm super confident because I got this Accord, man. I'm rolling <laughs> in this thing, dude. It's, um, I mean. Stop. It, it works. Uh, but again, I, I say that because of not buying a more expensive vehicle five years ago, 10 years ago, something. It's allowed us to save money, invest it, let it grow, and to be able to, to, to pay this off and be in this position where if I would have went and bought, and no offense, it doesn't matter if you want to drive a Range Rover or Mercedes and you guys can afford it, respect. But if I would have dropped a hundred grand in a car, there's no way we'd be sitting in this position today. And so... I have like an emotional attachment to it at this point. Like it's and point. I don't drive a brand new car. Mine's a 2014. So. Yeah, and we bought hers used. And we again, when we got did a that, great deal. We set a budget for that. I researched as long as I could. I went in there and said, "Hey, here's how much money we have. We paid cash. You're not getting another dollar more." And so we bought it. And even that was like three years old. And that's probably the newest. That's the newest car we've ever had is a three-year-old car. Yeah. Yeah. So again, th- there's ways you can do it. And so obviously, is this stuff easy? No, it's not easy. It's not fun. You know, especially where we live here, you see everybody drives the nicest cars. They have the nicest shit all the time. They're always upgrading their house or they have like the nicest clothes and it's... But that has nothing to do with us in our goals. And I think, you know, I will say I'm really proud of how we we were raised. Um I think growing up the Midwest, the Northwest is similar too. And I think those values um, have really stuck with us. And we aren't getting sucked into um, not talking down about anybody. But, but keeping just, up with the Joneses. Yeah. You know, it's not, here it's, not it's who we are. a little bit more extreme, I think. But we're still... Uh, Staying true to our roots. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but that's how we grew up. Like, my dad would always say, like, hey, you know, if you don't have money for something, you can't buy it. And he gave me a credit card at his young age. He's like, well, I can at least help you build credit. You put gas in your car for this. You pay the bill. But you don't buy anything else. You don't charge things. If you don't have the money, you cannot buy them. It Literally, he didn't teach me a lot of, you know, these esoteric, like, life lessons. But if there was one of them, it was that, like... You work really hard for something, and if you can afford it, then you spend your money. But you pay your bills first, you put some aside, and if you have any money left over, that's what you spend, not the other way around. And is that a super fun way to live? Well, no. I go, but it's what a responsible adult does, and that's obviously why we can we can sit here today. And so for us, obviously, it was hard, but I don't think it's hard as, as we thought, obviously, when it, when it comes down to it. But 
We had some arguments along the way. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the, the one I got irritated with the most? No. I don't even know why. I feel like there was a lot. I remember like it was like for the landscaping for some reason. And it was like... Yeah, well, like you didn't talk to me like the I don't day. know what it was. Like, cause, like I, don't, I get mad when it's, like they set a number like, hey, it's 200 bucks. And then they're like, it's 275. And it was something but like something that. But something else went wrong. And I like just was like... Like the pipe burst And I'm like, something. and I was just so mad about the $75, which at the end of the day, it's not going to move the needle in our life. But I was like, because the budget is the budget. I was just so pissed. I'm like, what? This fucking guy with $75. And I was just like, I like threw the money in the table and I just stormed off and went to work. I just couldn't take it. Um... That's probably the biggest, that's probably the one I remember the most for sure. Short of that, like, uh, you know, we had the normal arguments about everything. Obviously, you know, she would probably want something, and I would say you had to wait. And so there's always going to be that. So just know when Jeremy you guys. Jeremy doesn't really care to shop for himself or do mm. a lot for himself, so no, it was all on me. <laughs> I could live in like a. Box, I'd be like Jeremy, so. you really need some new jeans or a new shirt, and he'd be like, No, I don't need any of that. And if you buy it, I'm just going to take it back. And I'm like... Well, most of the time it doesn't fit. And you drive me crazy. Uh, I got some new jeans on right now, though. Finally. These are fancy. Finally. But after we... It was a, it was a Christmas gift card, too, by the way. So we didn't have to pay for them. So that's why it worked. Um, so obviously, you know, communicating on every dollar we spent, you know, living on less we make, all the normal stuff, but really just talking and having the same vision and the goal, you know, for the future uh, with each other. And I'll ask you, you know, was it worth it? Oh, it was so worth it. I just, I want to have like choices later on. And, and I like, I really like my job. I'm not saying anything negative, but yeah, there might come a point where I'm like, what if I didn't want to do this? Or what if I wanted to just change everything in my life? I would hate to feel trapped. Like I would hate to be stuck in something. And it's because I, overextended myself to live in this neighborhood and have this house and drive this car and I couldn't do my my trips every year that I wanted to do and see my family and my friends like that to me isn't worth it and so I always remind myself when I try when I go back to that state where I'm like oh maybe this house or yeah this car. maybe I do want this but I'm like no Heather like I know myself and I know what makes me happy and the less stress the more joy is what i want to continue to focus on and so and it's completely worth it and, and you're more fun that way and i'm more fun that way and when you For don't sure. when you when you show up to a obviously we all need money we live in an economical world i'm not going to give you some fairy tale shit that that is telling you anything different but when you show up to something and you do it you know not because you have to, but because you kind of enjoy it and yeah, it provides for your life. But and that money you earn is for yours to spend on things that you like, like you did when you were twelve. Like for me it was like I could go buy a fitted hat or some basketball cards or something, you know, or some video games with your friends instead of just like, Oh, I have to pay, you know, the mortgage down, I have to pay the interest on this car loan down, I have to pay these student loans down, then your life becomes a grind. It doesn't become mm-hmm. fun. When you can never money is just a tool to let you do fun shit with people you like. That's how I look at it. I don't want it just to be to pay down debt for stuff so I'm trapped in my house or my car or whatever it is. And that's kind of the message we're laying to you guys here. And really quick on, on the financial part of it, when you understand like how an amortization schedule works, it, it's depressing to look at and that's the thing that got to me the most. And for anybody listening with the house, I pray you know what it is. But if not, real quick, 
your amortization schedule is a table that lists each regular payment on your mortgage over time. So the length of your loan, whether it's 15 or 30, most of you guys listening, it's probably 30 years. A portion of each payment you guys make is applied towards the principal, the balance, and the interest. And that schedule details how much of each goes to each component. So how much interest and how much principal you pay. So when you look at it in the lifetime of your loan, like, wow, you're paying so much interest because you didn't have the money up front. So when I woke up one day and I really dug into how much interest we were paying and I was going to have to pay over the next 30 years, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that just seemed, well, fucking stupid to me in all reality. So we decided to go you know, the other route and not do it. But by doing it this quickly, we saved ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars if we were to stay here and do something. And so now we can take that same money and invest it into other things and not be trapped by it. And a side note, in my opinion, the average person, the quickest way for you guys listening to be financially independent, to be, you know, stress free of, you know, the financial chains people walk around with, how to become a millionaire, is getting interest paid to you on investments and stop paying it to others. I feel like it's common sense and, it, and it's work for us, yet I don't think most people operate that way. Mm-mm. And I have to just throw that out there. And so, again, this is not a look at how awesome we are. It's just. Right. If you're struggling with debt, if you feel trapped in your current financial situation. You have a lot of anxiety, stress. You feel like. You're drowning in student loans, credit cards, auto loans. Then maybe do it the other way instead of following what majority of Americans do. And are they really happy? And again, if you're happy, then this message is not for you. And again, we're not judging. This is just us. But if you're unhappy and stressed, no, you can... You can change your financial situation and the status if you get serious and get in a budget and you get laser focused. And if you guys have questions, obviously you can message us. And as we sit here today at this kitchen table, which funny enough, the first time we had a housewarming party here, we had a like a, this fold-out Lowe's table. We had we did not have this great West Elm table that I wanted so bad. But again, I used I get like points. Um, if I make my goals, I get a bonus, but I also get these like points to shop <laughs> yes. for Marriott. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to save my points so I can get this West Elm table. And like literally it wasn't going to be until months after our housewarming party, but I <laughs> saved and I was, I was like, whatever. And I care what people think too much still, but I was like, you know what? We're going to do our housewarming party. We're going to have a Fold-up plastic table, we still, we still have that table? Yeah. 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 We for use outside. It for outside. But I'm like... It's like a plastic Lowe's this. card table. And again, delayed gratification. And I'm like, who cares what people think? But how it's fun... worth it. But how fun was that party? And we had a great time. Like, I think you, people had them all. But. Yeah. Even if you thought our house was ghetto as hell, it was fun. Like, we still have pictures from that that pop on Facebook. And like, that was a good time. I guess my whole um, thought process or... When I hear people talk, it's the ones that um, have really accomplished things as far as like they don't have a lot of debt or they they own and they've worked really hard and they've delayed gratification. Like that's who I admire instead of the people that are faking it, in my opinion. Um, well, and again, we put so much emphasis on, oh, we have to have a great home so we can entertain people. And I understand that. And when you have the means, it's a blessing. It's not a burden. And I use the example of the first party we had here, like on New Year's Eve. All of our friends were here in that era of our life. They all lived here at once. It was super cool. And we had 
the ugliest, worst shit we've ever had in our house. Well, it was like barely decorated. Yes. And our backyard was like so the ghetto. most basic ghetto thing yeah. it was, not what it is today. But again, we didn't have the money then. So we weren't willing to overextend just to fake impress our friends. They're our friends anyway. They're going to love us regardless. And I say, one of the most fun parties we've ever had here, when we were our brokest and had the least amount of stuff, and I think we emphasize the the dressing of it and not really the stake of what, mm-hmm. what it is. It's the people and the experiences that matters the most. And when you can do it stress-free. Just stress the memories. Free, like the memories is what life is all about. And I'm not perfect at it still. Sometimes I get everybody sidetracked. Does. But um, I've gotten a lot better and I'm proud of myself. And I think this whole process of... Well, yeah. The journey of doing what we're doing. And again, we don't have kids, which we had that conversation. Like we don't wanna we don't wanna have kids yet. So that helped that was in our favor. Like yes. kids are expensive. If way so more money with no kids. We're like, no wow, we could really tackle this debt because we don't have kids yet. And I give people props that have kids and that have paid off a lot of their debt or are debt free. It's insane, dude. I admire you guys and you guys are very inspiring. So, Uh, It's, again, like when we sit and talk about it and I'll share this, you're such a different person now than than five years ago. And I say that because I think sometimes people think when they're in like, even in their early 20s or mid 20s or as you get closer to 30, you think you have the world figured out. You do not. You don't know shit. And you have a really long life left. But you, there was a time where you used to send me like 200 houses a year. Oh, yeah. Of where you wanted to move. And I'm not saying this to call you out, but to, to bring a point. Mm-hmm. You would send me these homes and I'm like, super cool. Um, because Where's the money going to come well, from? Well, and it comes down to like, oh, what you can get pre-approved for. Oh, we could get pre-approved for this house. But really, do we want to be making those payments and be tied to that? And for me, it was like a learning experience. And You're for, young. For You're me, young. I was like, oh, you know, like this house we'll be in it for like two, three years. It's like our starter house, you know? Oh, these terms, the starter house. And I was like, it's so different now how I think of everything. And I'm like, wow. And I bring that up. And people say starter home and dream home and forever home. And I, my opinion is all those beliefs, those are all bullshit, by the way. There's nothing that's going to be your forever home. You're not going to be 97 living there. Something will change. It can change. And some people do stay in that house, but some people also want to downgrade in their retirement life. And So you can't be making choices at 29 and think that at 89 they're going to be the same. It's, it seems insane to me. To my point, if we if I would have been, you know, not this stubborn and just not as financially, you know, responsible, I'll put, I don't want to say cheap because that's not the right word. But if I would have been like, okay, cool, let's go get finance for this house and let's move to the house you sent me when I was 29, how pissed off would you be today? I'd be really mad. Like, <laughs> you, and here's the thing, and I would be mad at you mm-hmm. because I would have this resentment towards you because you forced me to move into your dream home, which now you think sucks. I feel like we wouldn't have a great relationship. <laughs> no, you'd probably be gone. I'd be on like wife number you'd two. You'd be gone. <laughs> I'd be on, oh my God, I'd be having like a whole different life. You have to get like a super rich dude or something, because I'm pretty fit. It'd be hard to get a dude oh, fitter than me. But don't you could probably even find talk him rich about that. <laughs> You're so full of yourself. But in seriousness, though, like for us to delay it and do this as we get older, you can see what kind of life you do really want and what really matters to you and what the bigger picture is. And we didn't buy ourselves into a situation we can't get out of. I think, yeah, you just have to have those really raw conversations and it can get ugly. It's not pretty. It's not fun. It's 
um, it's very, you can be very vulnerable. You can, but you have to a be. lot of things that were taught or shown to you or ex- what you were exposed to as a child, I think comes to surface. And uh, you really have to talk through that with your partner and be on the same page and really identify what type of life you guys want to live in the future. And that was like the biggest obstacle. And that's how we set our strategy and our process was all was based on our values, our beliefs, our um dreams of what dreams we want our like life to be. what are your dreams not like and i again don't get me wrong i like materialistic things but people when they do it they just say well i want to live here in this i'm a that's what kind of and stuff i was all want. about the dream house believe me i was i was obsessed and sometimes i still can get obsessed with it because i live by really beautiful homes but is that your dream though right? i know like you do, you didn't at 12 you weren't but like now, i dream of this. i think because i've you know if i've had multiple jobs i keep kind of working my way up and i'm like i don't know i don't know if i want to take on this amount of responsibility at this age um, to pay off, to pay to make a house payment or to make a car payment. Like it just, it's change it, it, it. This whole process has changed everything that I've ever thought. Like it's 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 mind blowing. It really is. It's like <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Just, it. It's like you're. It's, I'll put it this way. I feel like you're like in the matrix. And you're kind you're, of brainwashed you're outside the matrix. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, I have my own thoughts and my own beliefs, and it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are brought up thinking you have to be in debt for your car, for your house, for college, and for all these things, and you have to carry a credit card balance, and you do not have to do that. You don't. It's an economical world, and there's a system set up that we all have to play in, but you don't have to play in the game that way. It can be done a bunch of different ways, and I think that we see that now. And I always say, when you're making, I think a lot of times people, you know, they spend more time planning their vacation than they do planning, like, the loan they're signing for 30 years. So if you're 30 years old listening to me, you just signed on to something you're going to pay when you're 60. Do you want to be 57 with the house payment having to go to a job that you think sucks? That was a no for me, and, and I know that's a no for her, and, and that's why we did it this way. I mean, we've had a lot of financial conversations throughout the years because, like, when you decided to stop leasing a building and we actually purchased a building it's for a big, your business. It's a big commitment. You know, that's a whole nother commitment there. And, um, again, you have, to, you have to really think about what your life is going to look like five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road and how much responsibility and stress are you willing to take on? And it's different for everybody, but for us, like this is what made the most sense for us to eliminate personal debt and uh, live with financial freedom and, and just have options and not be regretting things later on in life. And when you look at statistics, you know, of, of why people get divorced and, and separate, the number one cause of that is money problems. Money fights, money issues, money infidelity, one person lying, one person stealing, one person not telling the truth or just not being on the same page or like, you know, I'm not telling you guys how to run your household, like having separate accounts, like the guy has an account and the woman has an account. Like, no, no, we are a team here. Regardless of who makes more money, when and how, it's all our money. We split it down the middle so we make decisions together. And I think in order to be successful, you have to do it that way. 
Like you just you can't be on the same team and not talk and not share everything at one time, and that's helped us tremendously. And so I couldn't imagine, you know, when we bought this place that we're sitting in now seven years ago, um, and planning to pay it off, and you know, hey, could we get it paid off in 24 months? Doing it in like the 14 months. Um, if you want something bad enough and you're willing to obsess about it uh, on the daily, um, awesome things can be accomplished. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see our dog right here. She's just nonstop right now. Begging for attention. Um, so again, uh, the takeaway, you know, if you're listening to this, you guys can become debt-free. You can become independent. You can become a millionaire if you're diligent, if you work hard, if you spend less than you make. If you get rid of the shit that is tying you down and not bringing you happiness and it's causing you more stress, uh, you know, that's, you know, how we did it. And we were, you know, both dead broke and, you know, worse than normal people years ago. And uh, we were lost, confused, and, young. We, and, we, and, we, and we still are yeah, it, confused about a lot of shit. You, I mean, really, when do you figure out life? Maybe when you're 95. In my I don't opinion. know if you ever do, man. I, I really don't. Like I, I, the older I get, the, the less shit I think I know. I just was talking to Russ, our neighbor who's 95 years old. Happy birthday, Russ. Yeah, he's He's amazing. And he came over because I had dropped off cookies and a card from us. And he's like, don't spend your money on me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Russ. Like, this is, like, the least I can do for you. And I'm like, you're so inspiring. Like, he is a super healthy guy. And he walks. He eats right. He has a positive attitude. And... He had an amazing relationship with his wife for 68 years. That's crazy. I'm like, are you kidding me? They met in Kentucky. Um, he served in, I think, World War II. And he met his wife. And six weeks later, after they met, they got married. And um, Like a pimp. <laughs> he's just like, I'm in awe. And I'm like, you are so inspiring. And I just... Don't be a stranger. And I love, I've always loved connecting with older people. And because um, they're so wise. I mean, think about it. He's lived, what, over 50 years? Tri triple, like three times, two more lifetimes than you've been on the planet. So it's Already. like you can, you can take things from, from people like that and obviously, you know, ask him from the mistakes he's made and things. And I think when you talk to people like that, they look back, they wouldn't say, well, you know, this car I had when I was 42 was the shit. Or, like, that's not what matters to them. And I'm not saying those things aren't important in life, you guys, but we get really wrapped up in the materialistic stuff. In the stuff. wrong things. And I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it at times. But it's, like, recognizing that and really digging deep and not getting caught up in what, like, your friends or family is doing. And that might work well for them. But, like... But they're probably broke. But what, what works for you and, like, what... What lights you up and do your own, do you, do you, because that's, it's your life and you only get one and it's just, it goes by so quickly. And the more, as I get older, I'm realizing that a lot more. So, um, last thing, uh, biggest, uh, biggest cheerleaders, anybody? Um, Cinnamon this morning. Thank you for that. <laughs> I think some of our clients, they said they want to throw us a party. Oh, yeah, Raul. And the people we tell, yeah. you guys who sent awesome messages. Uh, my young, um, Brooke, I think my younger sister stands out as one. Yes. Erin, uh, send a message on Instagram. Erin, appreciate that. BJ actually just texted me. Uh, he goes, what do you have, two to four weeks left? And I haven't messaged him back yet, so when I turn my phone on, I'll, I'll shoot him a message. Thank you, Brooke. Um, but, uh, yeah. I feel like 
maybe um, your mom and Dave. And They're cool. And my dad sent yeah. me a message too. In um, my family too. I just, um, yeah, it's it's a lot for people to process too. I think because we're doing it so. It's like an alternate. We live an alternative, alternative lifestyle. lifestyle. <laughs> for sure. We're just different yeah. than most people. We'll put it that way. Um, I will say this. Um, for you guys, obviously, I'll link a lot of the resources. I did listen to the Dave Ramsey podcast uh, probably like 150 times uh, over the last like two years. And uh, really good. I, I, I literally could go on the show and answer every question that he's going to answer the same way he does. Uh, I've listened to it that much. But it's very basic information for people and for life. And he's, you know, oddly enough, I asked my dad this. I'm like, hey, did you ever listen to Dave Ramsey? And my dad's like, no, clearly he's Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino. I go, but he says a lot of, in not of a, not a, quite of a positive way, but says all the same things uh, that like Dave Ramsey says. Just like, don't collect debt, you know, just be a, basically just, you know, the old school mentality of, of common <clears> sense. <throat> like what's your grandma and grandpa would probably tell you? Work really hard, you know, save, save, your, save money. your money. Yeah, and like his dad... Your uh, grandpa, who yes. you never met, right? Uh, no, Judd never. No, he, he died. died so his dad's me. dad was an accountant, and I really do believe that his dad passed that on. His grandpa passed that on to his dad, and I think that's where those simple principles of um, basic and, and <laughs> budgeting yeah. came into play. You and, know, and when you're from, and again, I'm not just saying in the, the Midwest. The Midwest, like we're just very. <laughs> Where I grew up specifically, it's not flashy, Modest. it's not fancy, you just kind of go to work, you do your thing, you know, you try to keep, take care of your property and you have the nicest stuff you can have, but you don't overextend yourself and it's just not how I grew up and, and how I was raised and I think for what it's worth, that's ingrained in all of us at some level and uh, that's kind of part of our story now, so mm-hmm. pretty badass, man. So hopefully that... Gave you guys some insight uh, up to like how we did it uh, without you know, you know, boring you with all the arguments and and the crazy details. But at the end of the day, if you guys are you're married or you're single, really just understanding that you're spending a, a big chunk of your life working a job for money, and then not understanding where that money is going, I th- I think is a depressing thing. And I, I know this for a fact. If we had not done this as detailed and communicated this much, we would not have this much money in investments or in the bank today. We would have spent it on, and we wouldn't have blown it for sure. That's not who we are, but we would have spent it on a bunch of different material stuff and things, and we'd still have this debt hanging over our head, and now we don't. And so the, the point is if you get laser focused and you're diligent, you can make some amazing things happen. I know a lot of you might be chewing on 50 grand of student loans or a, a monster car payment, or you maybe bought a house when the timing was wrong or whatever it may be, but just know... From afar, it looks like it's impossible. Just like when you enter college, you're like, oh, how am I ever going to get you know, through four years of school? I don't even have any credits. And it's like all of a sudden you get 12 credits and 24, and then it snowballs on itself. So even if you think you're in the biggest hole ever you know, and you got a small shovel over time, you are going to make progress. If, if you really just, again, delay gratification for something and know, yeah, it, have it might. Have patience. Yeah. It, it, it might suck shit for a year or two. It is. It's not, it's not fun at all. It's really not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I said that I would say it like a lot. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like I like, the, you know. He he maybe because he's crazy, but I would me, say I was that. like, this sucks. There's days where I was like, I like the journey of it because like now I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do? But you're a saver and I'm a spender, so and for I think, the spenders out there, yeah, it's can be painful. Well, I think you have to know who you are, right? So if you're in a relationship, are you both savers? Are you both spenders? Is one of you like a super nerd, or is one of you like? And again, that's where 
she can talk me into like maybe having more fun than I would have on my own. And I think for me too, it was like the retirement <laughs> savings part. I'm like, hey, if I can retire earlier yes. by doing this, yes, I'm sign me up because I don't want to work my whole life. And so if you're with, if you're the saver like me and Heather's the spender, you have to know what their pain points are, right? If you're going to talk them into stuff. And so what I would say a lot of times is like, cool, you want to work to your 68? And then he'd say that and I'm like, no. And so are that, you kidding me? <laughs> that would bring her I back to... I would be working like maybe in my 50s. And so I would talk and be like, what's cool? I'm like, one day I'll just be sleeping in while you get up and go to work. And, and it would we'll, drive me crazy. We'll just have role I'm reversal. Like, like, and I, one day I won't work and you'll work. And then that would kind of prompt her to like get that back would, like, on the That would like ignite program. the fire in yeah. me. <laughs> so whatever the pain point is or whatever the trigger is, or if you guys do have a, a dream solo or shared dreams, just really talk about those. And they can involve stuff. You know, it can involve a second home or you buying a house in Hawaii or you doing whatever. Or it can be, hey, we do want to travel or we want to have more freedom. And I don't know what it is for you, but you have to really take time and kind of audit what's going to make you the happiest and the most fulfilled. And we're still figuring that out. Like sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, it'd be great to have to invest in like a vacation home or like a rental property. Sometimes we're like, oh, we would love to travel back and forth at some point to a couple different states or move, you know, at some point. And it's like you, if we would have signed up for a bigger home, like a like a million dollar mortgage that would crazy. completely destroy trapped. that dream and and it's like we are still young we're still trying to figure out our life and i think the biggest takeaway is like just take time take be patient and just take time and figure it out slowly because you will change your mind i go back and forth like every month i'm like oh actually maybe we should do this maybe i want to do that you do flip-flop a lot for sure <laughs> but i mean that way when you're doing it it's like now you have the choice though right you're not you don't feel financially trapped and obligated and for me above all that like you can obviously always sell a house you can always sell a car other than your student loans they're all bankruptable and who knows how that shit will go for me personally it was i want to be able to do podcasts like this for you guys to whether it's motivate you, educate you, inspire you, whatever it is, and be able to go coach the people I coach and write the things I write and say the things I say. If I felt a financial burden and stress, I'm already stressed as it is just for normal life and what we do for businesses and shit. I wouldn't be able to be this person if I knew I had a monster house payment hanging over me, if I had a monster car payment or student loans or whatever it is, especially the house, knowing that you did it to yourself. I wouldn't be able to talk to you this way and create the stuff and do what I do. I wouldn't be the same person. I wouldn't be able to pick my wife up when she has a bad day or give my mom advice or, or help my friends because I would be so wrapped up in my own shit in the prison I created in my brain that's stressing me out. So a big part of it for me is just to let my creativity and inspiration be free by not being shackled down by a bunch of dumb money shit. So Exactly. Anything else? I think I covered it. <laughs> That's it. Um, if you guys have questions on this we're stuff. We're happy to help. Yeah. Shoot it over. Again, we're not financial advisors. We're, <laughs> we're not experts by no means. We're just two people who were literally a decade ago completely dead broke and, and never thought this would be our life of where we're sitting and what we're doing. But when you work hard and you just become educated and, and you're patient and you, you make the right decisions more often than not, you can be in a, in a really good position. And it's not about being rich and having a bunch of shit. It's about having freedom and happiness and just 
living a life fulfilled life that's it and that's at the end of the day giving back you know i think that has been huge for us so if we couldn't such a blessing and if it, we couldn't do that because we had payments i would feel like the, the biggest and we've talked on about that in different ways on other podcasts like adopt a family every year for christmas and the little things we do for throughout the year that adds up and really makes us feel like we are um contributing and, contributing and helping and, other people and helping who other need people it. that have it had it way, way worse, worse than us is like lights me up and we get more out of that than oh here's our new chair here's our new love seat not mm-hmm. that that stuff's not important it's but fun but it's temporary giving you know? a gift card to a kid who just got accepted to college because he really needs it like that's mm-hmm. the shit that matters to us so um but again if you guys have questions shoot them over uh message them happy to uh to answer anything I can or direct you to people. Obviously, we have CPAs and financial advisors and people in our corner who have helped us along the way, and uh, we'll continue to do so, and I'll just try to you know, continue to educate myself and give you guys the best info I can on, on anything. So, Heather, thank you. Thank uh, you for having it. me. It's been a long day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm to, so tired. I need to eat so. and lay down, but hopefully we you guys- uh, wrecked. <laughs> hopefully you guys enjoyed this. So, again, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass, drop me a five star leave a comment if you're on your ipad or um, obviously your macbook click the itunes icon ratings and reviews five star it and uh, share what you think and again if you think this can help anybody friends family anybody you know um, get out of a financial rut or at least inspire them to do something a little bit different please share this with them because i know if i would have heard this you know at 22 23 24 years old it would have gave me hope and uh, made me think about you know money and stuff and career and, and life a little bit differently and so um, you guys can learn from uh, you know the mistakes and the things that we did along the way. So, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.